this year we are privileged because we will be able to hear readings that only come up once every three years. Since we're in cycle A, this is the cycle that is used for those catechumens, those candidates, those people who are about to be baptized, those people who are about to come into the church at Easter. These are the readings that are used during those scrutinies, those different Sundays as they get closer and closer to the reception of the sacrament of baptism. It's not often, once every three years, but this is the year that we're able to, so to speak, relive that event as a catechumen. Whether or not we came in as an adult into the faith, it's an opportunity for us to identify ourselves with them and re-prepare ourselves for baptism. Re-prepare myself to value that gift that I've received. You're going to see how these readings are packed with meaning. The first readings are going to lead us through the most important events in salvation history, those things that God did for mankind, our salvation. Today we heard from the book of Genesis, the fall of Adam and Eve, where it all started. Next Sunday, we're going to hear about the call of Abraham, how he calls forth Abraham, calls a people to himself. Then we're going to hear about God calling forth Moses. Then we're going to hear about God calling forth King David. And then finally, as we get closer to Holy Week, we'll hear from the prophet Ezekiel prophesying over dead bones and how God gives these dead bones New life, flesh, sinews, muscle, skin. God can give life to something that is dead. This is going to be our trajectory in our first readings. And likewise, the gospel passages are equally packed with meaning. Today we hear about Jesus in the desert for 40 days fasting and praying. Then we're going to hear about the transfiguration of Jesus on Mount Tabor. Then we're going to hear about the Samaritan woman, the blind man. We're going to hear about Jesus finally raising Lazarus from the dead. That is, that which is dead, God can bring back to life. Jesus gives it new life. It's important for us to kind of see the big picture as we begin Lent. Otherwise, we stumble from Sunday to Sunday to Sunday, and it's, oh my gosh, well, that's interesting. Why on earth were those readings read today? Now, hopefully, we understand a little bit of what's the journey that we're about to embark upon. These milestones in the history of our salvation, these important moments in the life of Jesus Christ. How fitting it is today, I'm going to preach on the gospel, how fitting it is today that the church offers us Jesus going out into the desert, fasting and praying for 40 days. Pretty logical choice as we begin Lent. I can identify with that. After Ash Wednesday, a little bit of fasting, a little bit of prayer, we went to Mass on Ash Wednesday. We're here at Mass on Easter Sunday, uh, Easter Sunday, on the first Sunday of Lent. And we're, in a certain sense, like Jesus Christ, who went out into the desert to fast and pray. Today's Sunday Gospel, the theme is temptation. Jesus is tempted again and again and again. It's something as well that I think each, of, each one of us can relate to. 
think each one of us here, to a greater or lesser degree, has had to face temptation at some point in their life. And I'm sure each and every one of us has different methods that we employ in order to overcome temptation. Sometimes it's to hide from it, avoid temptation. Sometimes it's to confront it, and we have all these different means. Right? We see that cupcake on the countertop, and we know we gave up cupcakes for Lent. We say, oh, there's a temptation there. So what do we do? We hide the cupcake. As long as they don't see the cupcake, I'm not going to be tempted. We all have different ways that we overcome these temptations. This Sunday, let's put all of that aside for just a moment and let's look at Jesus Christ. How does Jesus Christ confront temptation? And before we get too enthusiastic about this evening's gospel, let's look at just the first phrase. He was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted. You may say, well, wait a minute. There's something wrong with that picture. I vaguely remember Jesus Christ teaching us this prayer called the Our Father. And at the end it says, and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. Here we have Jesus saying, make sure you pray to God the Father that he does not lead you into temptation. And today, the first line in the gospel is, and the Spirit, the Spirit of God, led Jesus into the desert to be tempted. Say, what a sick God. Is God schizophrenic? Does God lead Jesus to be tempted? And then says, hey, make sure you pray to me to not lead you in temptation. And then I'm going to shove you into temptation. What's going on in this evening's gospel? We have to look closer at it. And we see that the Spirit of God led Jesus into the desert where he would fast and pray. The tempter was not God. God knew that the tempter would be there. God knows everything. God knows that there will be temptation. At times, and this is the first important point, at times we look at temptation and we think, how is it possible that God could have given this to me? This, is, this surpasses me. I can't possibly overcome this thing in my life. It is not true. God never leads us to a place where there will be temptations that are too strong for you. Far from being a depressing thought, God leads me into the desert where I'm going to find temptation. It's actually a reason for consolation. God knows that I will be victorious. God knows that I will be able to triumph over that temptation. As bad as it might seem, God is driving me to that place of fasting and prayer even though he knows there will be temptation because he knows that his strength will be enough for me. The first thing we need to remember, you can defeat every temptation that God allows. He does not send it to you. 
he allows it to happen. And since he knows it will happen, he knows you'll be strong enough to defeat it. It is not true that you are not strong enough. With God, you are. First thing we need to know. The second thing that's interesting, how does the devil begin every temptation with Jesus Christ? If you are the Son of God. If. If you are the Son of God, command these stones turn into loaves of bread. If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down. You, know, you want to know what the phrase that immediately precedes this evening's gospel is? What just happened right before this evening's gospel when he's led out into the desert? You know what the last phrase is right before we read this evening's gospel? Jesus is baptized in the river Jordan, comes out of the waters, and the heavens open, and there's a voice that says from his heavenly Father, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And then what does the devil do? If you are the Son of God, every temptation begins with doubt. Every temptation begins with doubt. Oh, look at that big bowl of chocolate on the kitchen table. And we look at it, and then what do we say? The first thing we say is, eh, I'm really not that overweight. We begin to doubt. Yeah, yeah, I'm on that diet, and yeah, I know it's important, but... Oh, come on, it's really not going to affect me that much. I mean, I'm mean, really not that overweight. Or that thing I'm going to do, it's really not that bad. Or that thing that I feel an urge to say to someone, well, it's, it's really not that hurtful. Notice, every temptation, the devil begins it with doubt. Jesus just heard from his heavenly father, you are my beloved son. And what does the devil do? The devil turns around and he says, if you are the son of God, he sows that doubt. If you're the son of God, I'm not so sure you are. We're tempted to think that we're alone. We're tempted always to see what's materially in front of me, and we're tempted to doubt whether or not God really matters. Isn't that the source of every temptation? We're there and we're like, yeah, you know, heaven's just a long way out. They, yeah, I want to get there, but oh man, this thing right now, this would be fun. We begin to doubt and we see God is not so real as this thing I have in front of me. The second important thing to know about temptation, it begins with doubt. What's the third thing that we learn from Jesus Christ? How does Jesus Christ confront temptation? How does he respond every time to the devil? It is written. It is written. What's written? God's word. 
the words of his Father. It is written. That is, Jesus Christ knows. Jesus Christ has meditated. Jesus Christ savors God's word. He savors the words of his Father. Jesus immediately is able to say, but it is written. But my heavenly Father says X, Y, and Z. My dear brothers and sisters, when's the last time I read God's word? Am I able to truly respond in every temptation? But this is what God says. This is what my Father says. And I'm his son. I'm his daughter. My dear brothers and sisters, this Lent, it's a moment for us to take up the word of God, to imitate Jesus Christ. That's why the church gives us this gospel passage. The church says, yes, you're just like Jesus Christ. You're going to pray and you're going to fast these 40 days. But yes, we also, just as it happened to Jesus Christ, you're going to be tempted. But don't get scared. Realize where temptation comes from. Realize that it begins with doubt. Realize that you need to turn to your father and realize that you have to stop making it about you. How many times when we're tempted we say, oh, I don't think I can overcome this and how is it possible that this happened to me again? And why, where are these thoughts, where are these things coming from? And we get frustrated and it's me, 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 me. How can I, how can I, how is it possible that I, I, I? And Jesus Christ teaches us to respond with, it is written. His focus is totally on the Father. His focus is totally on, I am God's Son. My solution is in God. This is about God, not about me. So every time we're tempted, we need to imitate Jesus Christ. Focus on our Father. Focus on on our Father, to realize that we are children of God. He will not tempt us beyond what we're able to overcome. And if you remember, with this I'll finish, if you remember last Sunday, the first reading, even if a mother would forget her child, I will never forget you. You are my beloved son in whom I am well pleased.